Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. It's it's my Mr. Ed. Okay. Trying all the accents. Welcome back to we the... We got horse. Woo-hoo. Uh Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is that hot Philly Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It's August 28th, 1998. It is. We're talking about friends, lovers, and children, Carol. Yeah. That's this the was name of the episode. a rare good episode. Oh, really? I have problems with this episode. Really? Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Intrigue. It's an intriguing episode. There's a lot of interesting things that happen in the episode, but... I do have some issues. So where do we want to start? Mm, I don't know. Where do, where do you want to start? There's, there's. I would say there's two main storylines. Okay, yeah. There's Brandon and Kelly, Kelly and mystery date. <laughs> and then there's Donna and David. Right. And then... Valerie's there, too. Valerie's there, too, and Steve and Carly have something going on. Valerie and Noah, but they're not actually together. No, Valerie and Noah, and that's that's probably the smallest piece. Yeah. You want to start with that one? The the aperitif or whatever? I, I guess. Um, <laughs> you want to end with that? I don't end know. with a, a light, breezy... Uh, I'm sorry, this dude didn't mean anything to me. Can you Can you have sex with me again? And him being like, no! There you go. There's their storyline. What? What? Did I fall asleep? Valerie and Noah. They they didn't even talk in the episode. Yes, they did. At the very beginning, she came and talked to him. At the beginning of the episode, she came up, she talked to him, and she was like, Carter, whatever his name is, or Carson Playboy, or whatever the fuck the mm-hmm. his name was. The, the rich guy, yeah. He didn't, mean, he, doesn't mean, he didn't mean anything to me, but you do. I'm so sorry. Can't you ever forgive me? Wow, I must have gone to the bathroom or something. And he was just like, <coughs> fuck you. <laughs> and that's it. And then he goes out to the bar and gets wasted. Yeah. He drinks a bunch of Bud Light or whatever. That's what those <laughs> bottles looked like. I don't know. There was like 10 of them on there, and he was p- trying to play some song. I think he was trying to play the Love Boat theme. I don't know how anybody can get drunk on beer. Like, yeah. how can you drink enough beer to get drunk? Yeah, you'd make yourself sick first. Although, I think you're showing your alcohol. So. <laughs> what? Because I'm pretty sure some people can get drunk on beer. Well, okay. But, I mean, he drank, like, you're saying, like, ten beers. Like, that would make me so sick to my stomach to put that much liquid in. Gotcha, okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, too much liquid in your stomach. I'm not, like, I could maybe get a buzz from three beers. But... <laughs> Take three, though. My dad, uh, my dad went to uh, Germany during the Korean War because mm. he got lost, and <laughs> uh, he spent three years there drinking that German beer, which is like twenty percent alcohol or whatever. Oh wow! So when he came back to the United States, he could drink like a case of beer and not feel it in any way. Wow! Yeah, but again, how does a person drink a case of beer? Yeah, he had a, he had the gut for it. I guess that's why they have the term beer belly. Right, exactly. Noah does not have a beer belly, though. No. Just saying. And this actor did not drink 10 beers. True. So he, he gets... had a crouton at lunch at right. craft services. <laughs> craft services is wasted on actors. Right? 
Um, but he gets in a fight with a dude at a bar and gets arrested. Yeah, some middle-aged dude. Because he's playing music on his empty rear bottles. Exactly. Some middle-aged dude came out of a like a 1970s, uh, like, I don't know, parental ad or something like that. <laughs> it was like... I've got no, but like a like a 1970s uh, sitcom or whatever, like an all in the family situation. Right. One of Archie Bunker's neighbors was at the bar, and it's like, I've got one nerve left, buddy, and you're working on it. <laughs> that does sound like Archie Bunker. You better not uh, touch the thermostat or whatever. And he's like, Oh, 68. And they got into a fight. Right. So he gets arrested for drunken brawling in a bar. Yeah. And Guy calls nine one one. The bartender calls nine one one. He's like. Send somebody. He's like, like, what? He sounded like he was from the 70s, too. He says, he says 911, like, you got to clarify who you're talking to, first of all. <laughs> Hello, 911? And then he's like, I got a fight brewing. But the fight's already happened. Yeah, exactly. The fight was halfway over. <laughs> so he called Brandon to bail him out, which I found a little weird. Like, I didn't realize they were that close. Who would he call? Valerie? Eh, he doesn't want to talk to Valerie. Yeah, but I mean, like, she's the only one I think he's close enough to to actually, or maybe Kelly. Oh, Brandon's seen his penis, too. What? I'm just <laughs> Like, how much did I miss? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I don't know. It just, it seemed weird to me. Like, I didn't think that they were, like, call them to bail him out kind of buddies. They but. want him to be Dylan. But he's they, not. Oh, he's not at all. But they, oh, they so want him to be Dylan. And if this happened with Dylan... Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, but they were friends. Him and Brandon aren't friends. You mean Noah? Noah and Brandon. Yeah, Noah but, and Brandon aren't friends. But they they want to make him. They want they they just they want to rush through all of it, all the character development, and just be like they're friends, like like Dylan and Br- and Brandon were. <laughs> yeah, it's very artificial. The uh, mm-hmm. every relationship with Noah is very artificial and forced. Yeah, and, and characters just like shoehorned into the show. Exactly. It's yeah. what they did with Valerie, too, at the beginning, kind of. Kind of, but I mean... It was a little more organic with yeah, A little. Because yeah. she has supposedly had a relationship with them... Previously, back, yeah, pre- yeah. Previously, on uh, <laughs> the Walsh life. Right. So, uh, he, while he's drunk, decides to tell Brandon that he's rich. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not rich. That's what Beverly Hills people are. I'm incredibly wealthy. Do you remember that? Do you remember that when I told you that at that bar... And we never followed up on it, so we're just going to play it off like it was a joke, even though no one laughed and and no one it it wasn't filmed or perceived like you guys took it as a joke. Right. But I guess you did. That was weird. Remember that? And he's like, "Yes, I remember the episode." And he <laughs> says, "Well, it wasn't a joke. I, you know, this big oil company. Oh yeah, that's me." Right. He's like, my trust fund just keeps growing. I got millions. Yeah, exactly. And I don't care. Give some money to Dave. Right? So, I mean, I'm assuming the reason that this is happening is so that Brandon will tell Valerie that he has money. I don't know. Although why he didn't tell her before, I don't know. I still don't know. But he asked him not to tell anybody. Exactly. I don't think Brandon will tell anyone. He's good at keeping secrets. But then what's the point? Uh, What is the fucking point? The point is eventually it's going to come out. Like, something's going to happen between him and Valerie, and, and Brandon's going to be like, you got to tell her, man. We'll see. This, they, they did this so that they could write another scene, some, some episode in the future, where it's like, well, they both know, so they can, now they can have a conversation about it. So Brandon can say, you got to tell her, man. 
<laughs> and then a writer is going to write, you got to tell her, comma, man, with an exclamation point <laughs> on a script. And then Jason Priest is going to read it. Right. So I think that's pretty much it. That's it with Noah. Yeah. That's, it's funny. There's a there's a scene, speaking of bad acting, there's a scene between Jenny Garth and, and Tori Spelling. Mm-hmm. And it just, anytime they talk, it highlights to me how they're they're almost they're basically the two worst actors in the show. Wow! And whenever they have a scene together, it's just it's just torturous. I didn't feel that at all. I mean, Noah Noah is worse. Yeah, as an actor, correct. But I think they're they're just the one and two up from him. Wow! Yeah, they're not good. They're not good actors. They're just not. I'm sorry. They're not good. I, I don't know that I agree with you. Okay. And I don't remember the scene they had together either. They were talking about Don, or Tori spelling, whatever. Yeah, Donna. Was like, I'm going to fuck David, basically, is what she was Oh, saying. yeah, they were shopping for lingerie. Yeah, and it's it was, it was, it looked like a rehearsal. It was just like a line read back and forth. <laughs> well, it was kind of weird. It's like they've been sleeping together, but she was saying it like it's such a big deal that mm-hmm. they're going to have sex. It was kind of like, what? Yeah. But see, I don't blame the acting, I blame the writing. There's a new character, uh, or guest star, or whatever. I guess not new. Technically, but in the show, I'm not going to spoil the reveal yet, but there's someone else that pops up in this episode and she talks to an associate of hers in a little tenement room and that's really bad acting too, which is another thing I noticed. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene between uh, Steve and Carly where they're outside of her house and it is the most soap opera framed I've ever <laughs> seen anything done in this. She walks out of her house. She goes over to her fucking newel post or whatever, leans against it, and she's looking out into the middle distance. And Steve's behind her, facing her so he can face the camera. But neither one of them are looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just perfectly framed. And then they, they're closing in as the dialogue goes on. And it's... It's one of those, inc- it's like a cliched soap opera shot. Right. Where, like the music starts swelling and everything, and it's like, this is the worst directing ever. I don't, I didn't see who directed the episode, but. See, I guess, I mean, I hear your many complaints with the episode. Um, when I said it was a good episode, I didn't necessarily mean quality, but, you know, soap opera intrigue wise. I have another good. big one, too, in a minute. What? I'll tell you in a minute. When we get to that storyline, I'll tell you. Okay. What do you yeah, want to talk to You're kind of jumping all over. Um, okay. So Kelly and Brandon. So they're driving back from a fucking play or whatever. Yeah. And Kelly is literally staring at this prostitute on the corner. Like, first of all, Her it's mouth like. Is watering. She's like, you missed our entrance to the freeway. He's like, oh, we'll take the scenic route. And then they're in like the worst neighborhood ever. And it's like. You're gonna get shot again, right. um, but yeah, that's where I thought it was going. I thought it was like I thought Brandon was looking for gang members to yeah. kill or something. I know. I thought I thought it would have something to do with that too. But she's just staring at her. She's like, "Hey, what are you looking at?" And Brandon starts driving away, and then she's like, "Wait a minute, I know that girl. Back up!" And he puts his car in reverse. Like, what are you doing? You are like white rich people in a bad neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you're gonna go roll back up on the whore on the corner. Come on. <laughs> Idiots, but they do. Yeah, 
And Kelly's like, Erica? It's Dylan's sister, Erica. It's Dylan's sister, Erica. But it's not the same actress. No, because the other actress died of old age. <laughs> I was, At I mean, the age of 11. There's just, I mean, she's like, there's just no way. No, because this, this, this girl is actually attractive. Yeah. Uh, but she tears off like she's running. And, and, and like a Brandon, wild animal. And Brandon's like, stay in the car and runs after her. Why? And then she gets in the the, the passenger driver's seat, I mean, and starts rolling the car. He chases into, her into, into an, an alley, alley where she's against a gate. And then <laughs> Kelly starts fucking driving the car. Like, it looked like a horror movie. Like, yeah. she was going to fucking run her over. <laughs> like, the car was Christine. It's like, why are they doing this to her? It's you, Eric. <laughs> Let her be. Like Your blood's you- the last we needed for the ritual. <laughs> But I mean, seriously, what is the investment in this child? Like, know. it's been many years. You're not with Dylan anymore. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want anything to do with you. She's not like, oh, hey, what's up, Cal? No, she's running away. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Let her go. But instead, how, how did she get out of that? I don't even remember. She juked him, basically. She, he's like, Erica, it's you. Come on, like, you know, whatever, uh, Dylan. And then she... <laughs> And then she, like, fakes one way and runs around the other way and gets away. Uh, so she just ran around the blockade of Brandon in the car. Exactly. Okay. So then Kelly's talking to apparently a coworker of hers. Like, she says, I know we work for the same agency. Like, why do we even need this information that they work for the same agency? <laughs> I don't know. And I still don't understand what Kelly's doing because she's like, this isn't like your daycare kids. What does a psychologist, social worker, whatever she is, have to do with daycare? I don't know. I what don't does that mean? Get it. Like, is that like, are they so sensitive that they can't say like foster care? Do they mean foster care and they don't understand the maybe, difference? Maybe the writers are so rich and like detached from society that they don't understand. What do the, what do the poor people have? <laughs> day, daycare is what they call it, I think. So they take care of the indigent, right? Right. Like, seriously, it should be foster care, and it irritates me every time they say daycare. Yeah, because I don't, like, maybe, okay, to give them the benefit of the doubt, maybe what she does is arrange daycare or child care for people who can't afford it. Sure. Maybe they have some sort of outreach program where they place children into different daycares near the neighborhood's where the mothers and fathers work or whatever and who can't afford it, so they get them you know, money for it or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. But if if they're going to like give us this thing they keep referencing as her job, mm-hmm. explain it better. Yeah, I agree. It's really irritating. But this lady, she does street outreach to sex workers, which like I actually have done in the past as, yes, in have. a different life. Um, You've talked to some Riggses. Riggses? Riggsi? That's the name. <laughs> Are you of, talking about the pimp? That's the name of a pimp, yeah. Riggs. You know how I got people to talk to me, though? Mm. Because unlike, their unlike, unlike being aggressive and scary like these people are, like we just roll up in a van and be like, hey, you want some free condoms? Everybody <laughs> wants free condoms. And then you have sandwiches, and they want sandwiches, so mm-hmm. people talk to you. Yeah. You just give people things, that's it's, all. Exactly. You don't chase them. No. Um, don't back them into fucking uh, right? That's chain like, link fences. That's how you get shot. But, okay, so this lady helps them track down 
she's trying to help them track down Erica. Yeah, they want to find Erica. And by the way, this is the problem I have with the episode, by the way, too. Because they, they don't know. They're like, what the fuck would she even be doing here? So Brandon mentions, they, they always love to mention uh, cast members they've cast off. Mm-hmm. We called my sister in London. Because remember, Dylan and Brenda in the canon of the show are living together in London. Which means if they're still together, they've been together a long time, right? So he's like, uh, and Dylan said that she was living with Dylan's mom in Hawaii. And then she got together with a surfer who was like into drugs, followed him out here. And now she's walking the street. They lost contact with her. And now she's walking the street. The idea that Brandon called Dylan and said, hey, we found your sister. She's a prostitute on the street. And Dylan wasn't on the first right. fucking plane out there to deal with this himself is ridiculous. Agreed. As as Dylan's character has been established, dude would have fucking charted a private jet <laughs> to get out there as fast as possible. Yeah. That makes no sense. I, I, I feel like they're going to bring him back, though. They should have said, we didn't talk to him. We we didn't have the heart to tell him. We 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 said, hey, you know, what's how's Erica or whatever. We brought it up in like a a roundabout way. We didn't tell him we found her. That would have been more believable mm-hmm. if they had found out the information without telling him she's a prostitute. But no, as soon as he heard that, are you kidding me? I mean, I know the reason he's not there is because he's doing fucking movies or whatever. But like, that's ridiculous. Honestly, though, like. Even before this, she disappeared, he would have been looking for her. 100%. Just like he did before when she disappeared. He wouldn't be settled down with Brenda. He'd be drinking and fucking looking for, he'd be mm-hmm. calling Jonesy. Right. Yeah. They're, they're acting like Dylan's a whole different person. Yeah. Because he's not on the show anymore. So they don't have to deal with what, what the <clears throat> character they've created. They can just deal with the name. So they find a male prostitute who... Brandon tries to talk to. Yeah. And he asks him to pay him for information, then gives him no information. Yeah, exactly. And then... He shows him a picture. Do you know this person? Yeah, I know her. Yeah. That's the information he gave. But then the pimp walks up, and the guy's, like, scared and walks away. Mm -hmm. So Brandon is talking in an alley to a pimp, (laughs) trying to find out. He's being Mr. Tough Guy, whatever. Right. And the guy touches Kelly's face, says she's pretty. Yeah. And Brandon fucking shoves him, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it fits, but stupid. And then the guy pulls out a knife. Yeah. And Brandon steps towards him without a weapon. The guy pulls out a knife and shows it to him like all street encounters. <laughs> and, and then sort of just shanking him. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then <laughs> gives him a warning. You've made a bad mistake, pal. And he just shows him, <laughs> shows him the knife. That's how it all works on the streets. And then the cops pull up, and he's like, oh, forget it. I got to go. Well, the po- cops pull, pull up and just flash their lights and siren one time and keep rolling. Yeah. Like, like, hey, we see you with that knife, mister. Put right. it away. <laughs> like it's a schoolyard. <laughs> oh, my God. Selena walks away, and I think, he, I think he walks away with Erica. Yeah, it looked like she came out of the store, and they walked away together. Yeah, so... And the reason that nice he said that he made a big mistake, though, wasn't really because he was threatening Brandon. It's because he's going to go beat the shit out of her, which he did. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, 
Good job there, Brandon. And I'm sorry, but it's kind of their fault that she's in this situation because they took her away from her mother, you know? Yeah, that's true. Like, she she loved her mother. I mean, I realized that her stepdad was fucked, and, you know, she wasn't really happy with them because of what they did to Dylan, but still, she was probably a little more stable being with her mother. She could have been rich in Mexico. Right? Well, they had all Dylan's money, though. But, yeah, they, they got her parents sent to jail, and then she went to stay with Dylan's mom in Hawaii. What a flake she is, right? Yeah, exactly. Who she was le- probably talking to her about crystals one day, and she was like, let me go talk to this surfing guy. And, like, how did she manage to leave at 15? 16. They 16. Said she's 16. Oh, 16. Yeah. At 16 years old to go follow the surfer guy. Who dropped the ball there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pissed off Dylan would be at his mom. Right? Yeah. All kinds of problems. Yeah. This is, you can't just have somebody not on the show and completely ignore the character you created. Yeah. But, um, the Brandon had given his card. The Brandon. <laughs> Did I say the Brandon? The Brandon. <laughs> he had given his card to the male prostitute. Yes. So he shows up at the newspaper because Brandon said he'd pay him for an hour of his time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 50 bucks. Apparently 50 bucks is all it takes for an hour with a male prostitute. That's interesting. Yeah. Less demand. Yeah, I guess so. So he takes him to Erica. He's like, you know, he wakes up, she's sleeping on a mattress. He's like, they want you. You should go with them. And this is the scene I'm talking about, which is like maybe the worst acting I've ever seen on the show wow. in my life. Wow. Where she, he, she's like, he's like, they're here. You should go with them. And she's <laughs> like, but I don't know. Can I trust them? <laughs> I don't remember the dialogue, but it's terrible. I could feel them reading it. I kind of disagree. Like, when she saw them, she reacted. She jumped and skittered away like she was scared. She acts like somebody who's been beat. I'm not saying she's the worst actress in the world. I'm saying that scene is the worst acting I've seen. I don't know. I thought she was fine. I mean, it's bad dialogue, too. Well, when she woke up, she she asked him, you got something to eat, all hopeful looking? Like, I thought that was Eh. fine. Okay. Okay. I have tougher standards, I think, than you do when it comes to acting. I guess. Because I am the greatest actor in the world. But she goes with them. Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure how they convinced her. Well, they told her, we don't, we, we're not going to take you to a halfway or shelter. shelter. Or whatever. She's like, I know what happens. I go to a shelter. He finds me. He kills me. Blah, 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 all that stuff. And they're like, we're not going to take you to a shelter. We're going to take you in, your family. Whatever. Yeah, they said you're going to come stay at our house. And then almost immediately, like, she's in the shower the first night there. They start talking about, oh, we're in over our heads. Maybe we should take her to a shelter. Yeah, what the fuck? It was Kelly. To be be fair, it was Kelly saying all this shit. Yeah, well, and Brandon invited her without consulting Kelly. Yeah. Like, I can't believe they went into this without a plan of what they're going to do once they get her. No shit. But she's now, you know, scared and, you know, sure they're going to turn her in, so... In the morning, they, they're they talking about they can't trust her to leave her alone. So they decide to leave Valerie in charge of her, <laughs> which is, like, the stupidest thing. Like, even before anything happened, I'm just like, why? They have a very short conversation where Valerie's like, remember when I saved you in Mexico? And she's like, yes, I do. I was happy to see you then. And she goes, and I'm happy to see you now. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you really think that I'm I'm garbage, though? I'm nothing. And she's like, I've made mistakes. She's like, you really do understand me. 
That's verbatim. <laughs> Close. Um, and then she's just like, oh, I forgot I have an appointment. Yeah, Valerie uh, immediately after they like, they, uh, Brandon and Kelly have been gone two seconds. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I forgot I've got to go. See ya. Yeah, she invited her to come with her, but she didn't force her. She didn't stay. She didn't tell anybody she's leaving. She just left her. Yep. And she's like, yeah, I got some uh, talk shows to catch up on. Like, who's going to believe that? When's the last time this person sat there and watched a fucking talk show? Seriously. So. <laughs> she wants to see her uh, her coworkers on Maury Povich. <laughs> so she calls, I'm assuming, the guy who she was staying with who brought them there or whatever. I think so, yeah. Gay dude. And says, you know, come come to this house. And then the next thing we see, Brandon and Kelly come home and everything's gone. Yeah, like she's stolen all the valuables from the house, except for the pinball machine. Like, you knew that was going to happen. Why would you do that? And yeah, and they said to, they said to Pam, the co-worker, mm-hmm. they're like, why uh, Why would she do this? And it's like, oh, you know, fucking, she thinks she's going to get killed or whatever. Yeah. She's going back to her pimp. That's what happens. She's going back to her pimp with all your stuff. You morons. <clears throat> yeah, not, not, not smart. So... I guess I'm, I'm. I think maybe Luke Perry will come back. We'll see. Time will tell. And that's going to throw another wrench in things with uh, Brandon and Kelly because then Kelly's going to be like, "Oh, I forgot yeah. how hot you are." Exactly. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I. I have. I think you have too. Have purposely not listened to or watched news about nine hundred two. Yeah. Because I don't want to hear, since we're about a season or so, three quarters of a season behind still, uh, I don't want to get anything spoiled for me. So you guys who might be watching the show live. Yeah, you probably already know. No, if he's back or not. But I think he could be right. I think he might be coming back. It just seems like wild when they resurrect her. Yeah, that's true. Erica McKay or whatever the (laughs) fuck her name is. So, okay, other main storyline. Yes. Donna and David. Oh, Donna and the liar. <laughs> David uh, is smiling and like, I don't give a crap about life as he's explaining to the drink dude that he can't pay him. The drink dude. They call them a bartenders. He's not the bartender, is he? He is. Oh, I thought he was like delivering drinks or something. No. Oh. He was saying he had to fire him. He was saying he was going to fire him. I thought he was just saying he couldn't pay him. No, he was saying, look, you, I got to let you go. You and somebody else. Well, another person. He was like, why? And he's like, because he's like, oh, business will pick back up. He's like, no, nah, I can't pay you for fucking last week. Sorry. <laughs> You're not getting a check. It's awful. And he's like, wait a second now. I know a place where you can get money because I still need to get paid. Yeah, I guess that is some motivation for him, huh? So he's like, talk to this lone shark who's a, in the fucking mob or whatever. Nat probably knows him. Right. Why is David so stupid? And David's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I'll do it. He is surrounded by rich people. I know. Why would he go to a lone shark? Talk to Noah. Right? Well, he doesn't know. I mean, I guess he should know. He told him. He doesn't know. <laughs> talk to Brandon. Talk to Steve. Talk right? to your girlfriend. Talk to Rush Sanders. Talk to your parents. Rush Sanders used to own this business. Ask him if he wants to be part of it again. Yeah, there I mean, you go. He's he's probably sold that uh, his 
sharing sweat that shop. sweatshop. So yeah. <laughs> he's got some extra capital lying around. <sighs> but instead, he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Set me up with the fucking loan shark. So Ridiculous. Just bad decision after bad decision. And then he goes to dinner with the loan shark where the loan shark buys him a steak. Well, let's back it up here a second, boop, okay? Boop, boop, boop. Donna, as we mentioned earlier, was shopping for lingerie with Kelly talking about she's going to fuck David. Yeah. Well, she was also planning a nice romantic evening, a dinner. She's like, oh, we haven't had much time together. We're going to celebrate that. Oh, she got him a client. She got him somebody to pay him for using the club for the day to do a photo shoot. Yeah, exactly. So they were going out to celebrate that. She really does like to spend money immediately when it gets She really does. But uh, But I think she was doing most of the buying. Yeah. So... He has a date with her. She's supposed to be there. He's supposed to be there at 8 o'clock. Yeah. So he has a meeting with the loan shark at 7, but he shows up late. An hour late. So it's it's Donna time. It's, it's Donna time. <laughs> and David's like, I can't stay. And the loan shark is like insistent. Like he, like you said, he buys a mistake. He's like, oh, you know. He's you, like, hey, if you want my money, you better fucking be present here with me. Right. It's like, what the fuck? Like... This guy is so weird. He's like, uh, hey, look into, deep into my eyes. <laughs> Tell me your uh, your life's troubles. It is. It's a bizarre conversation. And he tells him the terms that should make any sane person walk away. Yeah, it, it, it puts usury to shame. 50% interest. Monthly. Monthly. So, he, yeah, that's, there's no way. And, and I guess it's uh, the, the implication it's compounded. Cause oh he's God! Because like, he's like, uh, he says, uh, "I, I, I, whatever." Encourage early payments, and um, so he says, "How much do you need?" And and he goes, "David says ten thousand dollars," and I'm thinking, "That's it." I mean, ten thousand dollars is a lot of money. Sure, ten thousand dollars is going to clear up his problems. Fucking talk to Steve. Yeah. I mean, ten, like $10,000 has to be nothing to Steve. Agreed. If he said, look, I'm going to lose the club. This is my life. Steve would get him ten grand For sure. I mean, in no time. But no, David can't make a good decision. He could sell that car for ten grand, Probably. But then, he, you know, he doesn't want to. It's his grandpa's car. I don't blame him, but I'm just saying there are way better options for her to him, him to come up with ten grand if that's all he needs. And the loan shark says, so you'll owe me fifteen next month. Yeah. Where does he think he's going to get $15,000? If he needs 10000 now. He has no plan. Yeah. Like, the club's not doing well. He's not going to make $15,000 to pay this guy. No. So what the fuck's going to happen? He's going to end up in the hospital. That's what's going to happen. He's going to end up with uh, broken leg syndrome. But unfortunately, even, you know, he's gotten this bad decision. He already made the bad decision of uh, robbing Donna using her check to pay his rent. That's right. So while she's waiting, being stood up by him for dinner. Donna's bank decides to be helpful and send incriminating evidence. (laughs) Like Donna needs to see this evidence. Oh, also prior to that, her check got declined at the the lingerie store. She had to use a credit card. Yeah. She's like, that's impossible. I can't be overdrawn. So however much money he took from her overdrew her account. So he's like obviously overestimating how much disposable income she has. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're right. Like what a dick. So yeah, she she sees like the bank sent her the check. So she sees that he forged her name. If that's a weird thing to me, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I've never I, heard of that. I think that 
Because in my experience, what they do is they send you like a, a printout or whatever of like, hey, here's the check number. Here's yeah. what it was for. Here's how much it was or whatever. Here's whatever was written in the memo line. And like you have a printout of that for your activity for the month, right? I guess it's just maybe they do this in Beverly Hills. I don't know. But I think mostly more it's probably just for the visual. It's an easier visual for the camera sure. to just have a copy of each of the checks. So yeah. so that's what they did. So in the morning, we see David sitting forlornly in the living room, staring at a plate with the check sitting on it. Yeah, the, the dinner that she planned for him. It's all laid out. The candle is still burning somehow. And there's uh, the che- it's a Jewish miracle. <laughs> there's the check on the plate, and he's just looking there, and then Donna comes in with her fake boobs. And she's like, I stayed at my parents' last night. Mm-hmm. And, like, he really fucks this conversation up. Like, yes, he does. I feel like... There are ways this could have been handled that she would have forgiven him and all would have been all right. Maybe. I mean, I don't know exactly how you handle this situation where you get forgiven, but if he had immediately said, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. what I did was wrong. I understand that now. I was in a desperate situation and I was ashamed. and did not want to talk and did not want to reveal to you how badly things have been going. But instead... He gets an attitude and tells her she's making too big of a deal out of things. Yeah. He's like, we help each other all the time without acknowledging. I mean, talk about gaslighting. Yeah, no shit. Like, acting like, oh, you're just overreacting. That's huge. Yeah. He, be- oh, he betrayed her so hard. It's awful. He, he, li- he betrayed, he lied, he lied to her, he betrayed her, he went behind her back. And she's like crying and she's like, why didn't you just ask for my help? He's like, because I want to do it on my own. And she says, you didn't. Yeah. By stealing from me. Like, hello. Yeah. You didn't do it on your own. Once that episode happened where the the landlord's like, you're going to fucking get kicked out unless you give me the rent money. He should have said something to Donna. Yeah. Look, it's, things have been going bad. I could really use some help. She would have fucking done it. Mm-hmm. She would have done. She would do anything for him up to this point. Mm-hmm. But he fucked that over. I'm telling you, this kid cannot make a good decision. No. Never has gonna, been. Now he's going to be in with a loan shark. Yeah, and, and the business is still going to go under. Well, either that or, like, what's going to happen is the loan shark's going to be, like, tr- try to kill him or whatever, and then Steve or somebody else or whatever is finally going to step up and be like, oh, we had no idea what was happening, but now that your life's in danger, I guess we'll pay the loan shark. And the lawn shark's going to be like, it's not enough. <laughs> and it'll be some kind of weird thing or whatever. Eh, maybe. And then Dylan will come back and shoot him in the head. <laughs> He's the one that really killed my dad. I found out. <laughs> um, so we have one more story. Yes. Steve and Carly. Steve and Carly. And Zach. She's, so, got, she's got nice boobs. Okay. I didn't notice. Yeah, that's about it. I don't know. They're all right. She's fine, I guess. <laughs> but they're all like... She might be the best actress on the show. Probably. But they're all like all over each other. And you know, she's like, oh, Zach and my mom are sleeping in the bedroom and yep. having a snoring contest. Yep. So let's fuck on the couch right, right, right out in the open. Like, what kind of stupidity is that this? Is rookie mom move. <laughs> Yeah, so of course Zach walks in. As, luckily, before they got very far. Right. They're just kissing. 
And uh, he's like, you're taking me to the soccer game tomorrow, right, Steve? Yes, I am. And soccer game turns out to be the daddy-son game. Right. Like, this was weird. The whole thing, the situation's weird. The way Steve handled it was weird. Yeah. I didn't like anything about it. I didn't either. Oh, okay, talk about it. <laughs> I, I see you have things to say. So they go to the soccer game, and the guy's all like, oh, you're, you're his dad, huh? He's like, uh, well, and he's like, come on. He's like, he doesn't wait for the answer or anything. Uh, he's like, why don't you beat the fuck out of these other dads? Um, he's like, all right. So, <laughs> and he says to the kid, he's like, you know, I'm not really your father. Like, like of course he knows fuck? that. It's like, like, oh, really, Steve? I thought you were. Sorry. Like, he's like, uh, but you're like my pretend dad. Just let it be. Like, th- let that be okay. I thought, uh, I'm sorry, Steve. I thought fatherhood was sexually transmitted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I thought you got it now from my mom. There you go. Dick. Um, yeah, he makes it like awkward and unhappy. And then they come they come back and he talks to Carly about it. And is like, hey, you know, I'm, it's a father-son thing. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. And, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm not his dad. Like, why does he want to keep saying this? And she's like, yeah, we, we know. We know if you're not his dad. And he's like, it just, I don't know if I'm ready. And he's like, he's all freaked out about this. Well, I mean, it is a commitment. Like we learned from Jerry Maguire dating a single mom. Sure. But he knows she has a kid. He's known it from the second he met her. Yeah. He's pursued her. Did it never cross his mind that this kid is going to want a relationship with him? Apparently not. So, yeah, he's all freaked out about it. But then he's like, I'm falling in love with her. I can't stop thinking about her. And He talks to fucking Brandon about yeah. her like they're two teenage girls at a sleepover. <laughs> Have you been thinking about going all the way? Yeah, that's so fucked up. That was a weird conversation. Why do these people act like sex is so taboo? And Steve's like, oh, I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a weird conversation. And they twisted each other's hair. (laughs) Oh, but he ends up telling Carly that he's in. Yeah, essentially. Like, he's all in. He's all about her and Zach. And then he gets all in with Carly. He does not. He does. They have sex. Oh, they do. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah, he (laughs) he takes her back to his house. Yeah. Wow. So they finally get to have sex. Yep. And then... And it's it was funny though because she's like you talk too much like just fuck me yeah exactly um and when they're done and they go downstairs there's a knock at the door uh-huh. and it's this chick who he supposedly dated a couple times that I don't remember her and I you didn't remember I don't really remember her no I'm and, not sure who she's supposed to be and she's pregnant surprise <laughs> yep and Steve's the dad so it's gonna turn out Steve's not the dad I'm sh- almost positive maybe or she's psychotic and she's made the whole thing up. I don't know. He has had some weird shit with women, but I mean, he could become the dad, whatever. Like, he's just trying on fatherhood now. Could, yeah. Could try it more. Father of the year. <laughs> but that is the entirety of the episode, I believe. It is. It was interesting. I, I'm really excited to see the next episode. Like, yes, okay, the acting sucks. The storylines are okay. The uh, the the dialogue's terrible. I, I, care, I care I'm about the... On uh, pins and needles. I do care about some of the storylines. Yeah. I care about the characters. Yeah. Ish. I don't care about Noah. No. He can go away. Yeah. 
He Bring can, back Dylan. He can die like his fucking girlfriend or whatever. Wow. That he's crying about. Wow. A pussy. Alrighty then. I had one beer and then we got in a car accident and it's my fault. How is he like not in jail if he was drunk driving and killed his girlfriend? I don't know. He's very wealthy. Well, I guess that's he true. got out of it. But anyway, tell the people where they can go to get out of legal trouble. <laughs> so you can write us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. We'll help in any way we can. We will not bail you out. Uh, check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. There's a list of lawyers there. <laughs> Share the tapes with your friends. There we go. See you next time. Bye. Bye.